You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, certified life coach, practicing physician, and busy boss lady mom, Kathy Whaley, MD. This is the podcast where busy professionals like you come to learn to create a life they don't need a vacation from by burning your manual, this book that defines your expectations of self and holds you back. If you're looking to get off the hamster wheel, cultivate your wellness and feel better, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about sleep. You recall hearing Dr. Wells talk about how she has been working on cultivating the feeling of abundance, particularly around sleep time. So I wanted to explore today how we think about sleep. If you haven't figured it out by now, I believe strongly in the power of our thoughts. Our thoughts create our reality. It's sort of the Santa Claus effect, right? If we were to talk about the idea of Santa Claus, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. So the thoughts that we hold within our mind really do create the reality we have. The way we think about sleep determines many things, our relationship to it, how much we have, and how much we prioritize it. So you heard in the last episode a lot of information that would help emphasize how important it is, yet we don't do it. We don't sleep as much as we need to. Why is that? When we hear things and we know things like, Sleeping less than a certain amount on average results in 10 pounds of weight gain per year. Or that we have more medical complications. Or that our brain is just not high functioning because there's a lot of reset that happens when we sleep. So we say we want it, but we don't prioritize it high enough. Why is that? So the goal of this episode is to develop a relationship with sleep so that you actually have more of it. And your thoughts about sleep will determine the results you get and how much sleep you actually get. By now you would have already heard my story of being a busyness addict, but as a refresher, I worked a full-time job at the VA, but I moonlighted constantly. Resting and stillness just did not equal value or working hard or worthiness. My free days were spent filled with chores and anything else extra that I could come up with. And because I was so determined to keep myself busy, knowingly or unknowingly, I was staying up late doing my normal activities of daily living. So again, my to-do list did not reflect the importance of my priorities. I would stay up late and I would get up early and keep going. And I have to say, I felt horrible. Like, absolutely horrible. And any time that I would get sick, I would take a huge hit. I remember getting the flu right before COVID, and it frankly took me three or four months to recover. That was the worst I've ever been in terms of fatigue, you know, chronic respiratory symptoms. And I truly believe that I was in that bad of shape because I was just running myself into the ground. And... Probably the most 
impactful issue I had with this chronic sleep deprivation was just poor emotional regulation. So I didn't love that at all. So I'm going to tell you what my thoughts about sleep were at that time. My thoughts were there isn't enough time for sleep and sleep is what you do when everything else is done. So the feeling that I had when I thought about sleep was scarcity rather than abundance or even contentment. I mean, it was just straight up scarcity. And because I was telling myself there isn't enough time, I mean, I would stay up late, I would work on to-do lists. When I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would get this anxiety because I'd be sitting there thinking like, I'm not even going to get the sleep that I actually can get. And the result was frankly, like my average sleep per night was super poor, super poor. So how did I fall into that pattern? Well, what have you learned about sleep in your lifetime? What were you taught about sleep? And again, this is where we sort of explore our core beliefs about sleep, because these core beliefs are going to inform our thoughts, right? Core beliefs are just born out of thoughts that we repeat to ourselves and that we instill with the idea that they're true. So I can tell you from my parents, I learned that sleep was the last thing on the list. My parents were both workaholics. They would never, like if they couldn't sleep, they wouldn't be sitting there reading a book in bed. They'd be figuring out some way to be productive. They themselves are sort of busyness addicts. In training, sleep was a weakness, right? I vividly remember residents comparing how much sleep they got, and it was almost like a badge of honor to be as functional as possible with the least amount of sleep. I believed that life was too demanding to prioritize it, right? That like patients' lives are more important. My family is more important. Basically that my basic necessity didn't make the cut. And I said that that was okay, unknowingly, but I lived by that example. I also believed that I was only working hard if I wasn't sleeping much. So the message that I gave to myself was, if you're sleeping a lot or even enough, you must not be working hard. That is messed up, like super messed up. Now, those are not thoughts or beliefs that I currently believe or support. And I'm going to tell you what I choose to think about sleep on purpose I tell myself sleep is a necessity and it should be prioritized above the to-do list. This is just a basic necessity of being a human. I must sleep. I choose to give that to myself. I'm going to sleep. Another thing that I have addressed is hard work doesn't equal my suffering, right? So I mentioned that I sort of had this association that if I was sleeping enough, I must not be working hard. And on the flip side, I must be working hard when I'm not sleeping enough. But see, not sleeping enough equaled my suffering. So 
I don't have to suffer to be considered working hard. Working hard doesn't come at the cost of my suffering. Sleeping and nourishing my body is a sign of strength as opposed to weakness, right? It is a sign of strength when I have boundaries. I pay attention to my priorities to ensure that I am taking care of myself. And then the last thought that I choose on purpose is there's plenty of sleep available to me. And it really is true to me. And I'm going to tell you how I've managed that. So with rare exception, I have a nighttime routine that I hold myself to. There is one day a week that I have a different routine because that's the day that I have the restorative wellness coaching collective group session. And after the session, I stay up editing the video and audio and making sure that it gets uploaded for anybody that didn't see it. But otherwise, I have a pretty strict routine for the other days. And here's what I mean by routine. I have a set point in time where I'm cutting off any of my effort to address the to-do list. And then I'm entering wind down mode. And wind down mode will be potentially reading in bed with my son, taking a shower or something to relax, listening to some nice music, um, you know, just something that is react relaxing and not stimulating and that is more still. This is not the moment for me to keep checking things off my box. This is the point in time where I'm choosing on purpose to be still for the purpose of preparing myself for sleep. Now, in order for me to really honor that plan, I also have to be thoughtful about my priorities for the day and the order in which I do things. Because again, by the time that I'm approaching that cutoff, I want to make sure the important things have gotten done. I can't remember a time when I actually finished my to-do list. It has been such a long time. I don't even hold that expectation for myself that I can get everything on my to-do list done. And I don't really keep a to-do list anymore because I hate them. But nothing I have said to this point about actions you can take, none of that matters if you don't actually believe that you deserve sleep. If you don't actually believe that you're worthy of rest and that rest is a necessary requirement to nourish your body and it's sort of like food, shelter, clothing, rest falls into that category of necessity and provision. So a few questions to ask yourself and to really explore. What do you believe about sleep? What do you believe about your ability to get enough sleep? What are the obstacles that you foresee in your sleep? And do you believe that you can surmount them? What are the lessons that your parents taught you about sleep? Are there other formative moments in your life where you learned something about sleep, 
So that question is geared towards something like residency, right? Residency for me taught me that sleep equals weakness. We want to know where we're starting from because exploring these beliefs, if you're, if you're sitting there saying, I really want to sleep, but I'm not doing it. No, like there's a reason you're not doing it. There's some sort of upside, right? For me, I kept depriving of myself sleep because I kept telling myself, this is me being strong. My worthiness is tied to busyness. And so I didn't prioritize the rest like I should have or would have if I weren't tying my worthiness to busyness and to essentially sleep deprivation. When you've explored your beliefs about sleep, now you get to decide if you truly still want to uphold them. If you're sitting there saying, well, there's no other way, false, 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 false. There's always another way. It's just a matter if if you want to go out and claim it. So we get to choose what we want to believe about sleep. And for me, again, I reframed sleep in the sense of this is a necessity for me. I am more of myself when I sleep, right? So sleep helps me become more of who I truly am when I have a healthy brain. I show up like I want to show up. That's very important to me. So here's how we reverse engineer a model for our sleep. We think about what the result is that we want, right? So maybe that's, I want to sleep seven hours a night, that I want to sleep eight hours a night. We would then ask ourselves, well, okay, what would we have to do? What actions would we have to take in order to actually get that amount of sleep? And so this is where we're really brainstorming the obstacles. So for me, when I thought about that, it was, okay, I need to have a clear cutoff time that is my wind down time because it takes me a little bit to wind down. And I also need to have a plan in place for the nighttime wakings because my kids still wake me up a lot in the night. And if it's not the kids, it's my dogs. So those are two very different actions, right? The first action is, okay, I've got to get my schedule set so that I prioritize a wind down time for myself and I have to order my priorities for the day in such a way that I don't feel compelled to override the cutoff time. How would I have to feel in order to take those actions? So for that one, if I'm sitting there wanting to prioritize my sleep above the rest of the to-do list, then I'm going to have to have a feeling that helps me feel important, like valued, important enough to prioritize myself that at that time, that's my time. I'm having it. It doesn't mean I won't call an audible when my kid gets sick. It doesn't mean that there won't be a day that I make a different plan from usual. But the point is, is that every day I'm being thoughtful, trying to figure out how 
do I get myself this cutoff time and this wind down time so that I can be well prepared for sleep? So again, what the feeling may be for you may be different. For me, again, it was sort of a feeling of worthiness, of value. And the thought for me that really was the strongest in creating that feeling was this idea that I don't have to suffer in order to feel that I'm doing a good job and working hard, right? That I deserve sleep. Now, for the other obstacle, the one where I'm being woken up often, that's a really different one because in order for me, you know, the action that I want to take there is when I wake up in the night because some kid wants me to know that they're going pee, even though they don't need my help. I want to be able to go back to sleep. And I'm going to tell you that what used to happen is that they would wake me up and I would be pretty awake. I would immediately be looking at my clock to see how much sleep is there left. And then I would like before I could even catch it, the thought would come out in my mind that's like, I'm never going to get back to sleep. I'm not going to get enough sleep tonight. And I'll give you a wild guess. I believed it. And I didn't get back to sleep. And I didn't get enough sleep. It's like I sat there marinating in my anxiety from being told that in my brain. Okay. So this is one of those places where if I'm going to fall back to sleep like I want, I have to feel and believe that there is enough sleep, that like I'm going to get enough sleep, that there's plenty to be had. So like I'm going to need to feel peace, abundance. And the thought that really did that for me was there's plenty of sleep for me. As in, it's mine for the taking, and I literally just have to show up for it. And good news, I'm already there. So now, when I wake up in the middle of the night, a lot of the time, I just go back to sleep easily. Now, I'm not saying in five seconds, but I'm saying for what would be normal for circadian rhythm. And then when I can't for some reason, because I'm human... A lot of the times I have things swimming around in my head that I need to sort of put in their place. And in order to do that, I'll do a thought dump. I'll just get out of the bed, go grab a piece of paper and spend five or 10 minutes just sort of purging my thoughts because clearly my brain is trying to process them. Purging them and seeing sort of what's on my mind. And, you know, am I telling myself things that I don't really ascribe to. If that's the case, I need to address them with myself and sort of process. But again, at night when we're sleeping is when our brain is doing that detoxifying and is maybe not its best self. And so those are moments that sometimes I need to offer myself some additional support and be the compassionate observer that's just seeing what's going on in my brain. I'm not judging myself for it. I'm not even trying to change it. I'm just witnessing. And then I go back to bed. Sometimes I end up 
putting on a sleep story from Calm. Sometimes I will grab a book that's very sort of light that I've already read, and I'll read a chapter or two. The point is this, and what I hope you'll take home from this episode, is number one, your beliefs about sleep are going to impact how much of it you're getting. And when you've addressed that, it is within your power to help yourself get more sleep. There's no magic bullet. It's literally trial and error, observing your thoughts, try something, collect the data, see how it's working, try again. Now, I do want to add one caveat here. We all have physiologic things that might impact our quality of sleep that are truly out of our control. For me, that has to do with back pain, right? Pain is not an emotion. It is a physical sensation that happens. Here's the part that you can influence, even when you have those chronic conditions that might influence your sleep and sleep quality. When I'm sitting there hurting at night, or I'm waking up often, because the moment that I turn in bed, it just like gives me horrible discomfort. You can bet your ass that when I'm sitting there saying, here we go again, I'm never going to get comfortable, it's not going to get better, I do not sleep. I sit there and perseverate and obsess and have anxiety about living my life with chronic pain. But here is what is true about this. My pain is different on any given day. It's largely influenced by my activity level. And what I can have faith in is that I am exactly the right person who can figure out how to maximize her own sleep. So even when I'm hurting, I'm sitting there saying, this isn't going to last forever. I know what to do to help get myself in the most comfortable position possible. I might do a mindfulness or meditation. But the point is, I work on my thoughts so that I don't heighten my own distress. Right? We have the ability to really magnify our own suffering just by the way that we're thinking about something. And so when I think about my back pain, that's a perfect example. So a few final questions. How important is sleep to you? And do your actions actually reflect the degree of importance that you state? Does the way you prioritize your time reflect sleep as a prominent priority? If no, why not? What values have you attached to the sleep deprivation that you've been offering yourself? Because trust me, there's something there. All the power that you need to help yourself improve sleep is all within you. It's just a matter of cultivating the relationship that you want to have with sleep. That is all I have today for you, my loves. As always, if any of this has been triggering or stimulated some questions or you'd like some guidance, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can email me. You can send me a chat through my website and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Kathy Whaley MD. 
Um, but I'm here to offer you support. And as always, please don't hesitate to request a specific topic because I would love to create something for you specifically. Also, just want to remind you that if you haven't already done so, if you would consider rating and leaving a review on your podcast platform, that would be tremendously helpful. It helps me get my message out and help more people redesign their life to be in service of themselves. Have a wonderful Monday. Are you ready to get started building that life you don't need a vacation from? Well, visit me at kathywhaleymd.com for free resources, links to the blog, and information about upcoming events. There are many different ways to work with me, and if we aren't a good fit, I'll be happy to refer you to someone who is. I am right here rooting for you.